0: Hello and welcome back to the Football Roundup, Energy Sports' longest running football show. My name's Jack Donnelly and today I'm joined by my usual co-host Stu and Garvey, as well as Sean McGill and returning favourite Taylor Murray to discuss the action from both the Betfred Cup and we've also got a small matter of celebrating the fact that Scotland are going to the Euros boys! Let's fo- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's go... <laughs>
0: Love Red it. Red cards straight away. Red straight away. It. He's back and he's gone he's in the space of a, a second... <laughs>
2: How are you feeling? i have um, not very, stopped very smiling. Good. Have you not? I, I just, I'm just, i just constant happiness. Who cares what we lost yesterday? We're going to the Euros! <laughs> oh, it's, su- it's such a good feeling. Uh, I'm, we're
0: going we're gonna to get on to ha- yeah. exactly how the game made us feel in a little bit, but I've actually got two big questions for us this week. Oh dear. There's two. Uh, this is going to be a very Scotland-heavy episode of the Football Roundup, as... Anyone can imagine, so both questions are coming off the back of Thursday night's heroics. So, first, I'm going to ask this Struan, Sean, Mm -hmm. Taylor, can you boogie? Yes, absolutely. I
2: certainly can boogie. I I
0: need a certain song, though. But then, once you get that, can you boogie all night long? Oh, I can boogie, boogie woogie. (laughs) Vikara, <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't don't claim us for anything like this. they are just speaking the mods. We're not singing them. Don't worry. Good point. Nah, they'll be fine. They, they, they love it. They love they it, really.
2: sound? I, of course they love it. They're like 90, they're sat in Spain, and their song charted at number 3 in the official charts yesterday, after they went number 1 in 1977, of course they're loving it. It's I love how you've metal. gone and got the exact facts of when. I read <laughs> an article on it yesterday, it's metal. <laughs> they charted number 3, they were above Ariana Grande yesterday, it's yes! so bad. It's not it's, bad,
0: This like it's the best thing that could have happened. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, I sitting, think it's amazing, it's just mental. It's still sitting second in iTunes charts, only behind so uh, Right, Football uh, Roundup listeners,
0: that, that's what we need to do. We need to get
1: Picara number one in 2020. That, that's Absolutely. what we need to campaign well, does, for. Do we want to morally displace Children in Need that is number one?
0: Children in Need was Friday.
1: I oh, but so, it's their
2: song that's number one. It's no, the song so, that's number one. I but. Genuinely, if there's no children need this week, because obviously a charity song is going to go to number one. Then I reckon the would have a good chance of I mean, number one. I mean, on
0: what play. is a what is a bigger charity case in the Scottish national team? Realistically, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> uh, secondly, and more seriously, uh, obviously qualification means that Steve Clark's now got the job over the next few months of whittling down his options for the squad. Who are gonna, I was going to say make the plane, but it's more like make the Scotrail journey to uh, to the competition playing in Hamden <laughs> and didn't won, that one that one crucial away game and in England. Uh, my question is, which player would you like to see included in the squad that hasn't been included heavily so far?
3: And I feel like Struan's going to make a case for a couple of players here, so I'm going to come to him first. Yeah, Nesbitt, It's just straight up. I think he's one of the best young strikers, arguably the best young striker that we have. Unbelievable form at the moment in the league. I think. I think our lack of strikers as well is probably quite apparent. I think there's a few people who make the squad who you think... You know why? Why are they there when there's other people? And I think Nisbet's probably one of the first names that comes to mind when you think he he deserves a call-up. Especially even if it is just for like to be within that team in that dressing room in that atmosphere at such a young age, I think it will be massive for him. And I, it's just an added bonus to have for the team as well.
0: Uh, well, I, I thought you were going to make the case for a for a set, for a centre back to be honest, but I
3: can I can definitely I, see. I was gonna, but see see that back three that we played. I think I don't think he can displace any of them. Aye, you're writing off.
0: Uh, Sean,
2: how about you? Yeah, I think I might make the case with Ryan Portress actually because I think you saw it when uh, McTominay and Gallagher didn't play on. Well, yesterday, yesterday. yesterday. Yesterday, aye. Um, that we ended up playing three left footed centre backs. I don't think the passing out when you had like Tierney at left centre back and McTominay at right centre back was as good with those players. Um, Ryan Porter's Port- forward passing is good, and he's got a lot better this season. It's not his best attribute, but I just think having another right-footed option would be really good. And I can't really think of a of a better one kicking around. So, and if he does end up on the pitch in the England game, he would batter Harry Kane. So,
0: <laughs> and we would all love to see that, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Taylor, how about yourself. Who are you going to make a case for here?
1: The one, the only. Like, it's a hotly contested position but I feel like he would add something that we don't have. If if you already don't know what I'm going to say, shame on you, but Billy Gilmore needs to go. Billy Gilmore, that's all I'm saying.
2: Is that because of that video where he looks like a really small person? That was brilliant,
1: eh? I watched that about 50, 60, 70 (laughs) times. So funny. It's (laughs) so stupid, but so funny. (laughs) But no, I feel like he needs to go. I think it will do him the world good. Uh, If he can get playtime at Chelsea or out on loan, by the way, definitely get him into the squad. Just get him about the squad to know what's happening. Uh, basically, just to get a feel for it, and also I feel like he could add something that we might not have there, like a wee bit of skill in that midfield rather than the hard work.
0: Ah, well, I mean, it's what, it's what I was probably going to make a case for Gilmore anyway, but it's depending on whether he's going to be fully fit or not because he kind of got his first football of the season in the under 21s game against Croatia, where he came on for ten minutes and then got a straight red card for dissent. Talking about that, that's the most
1: ridiculous red card I've ever seen in my entire puff
0: just that referee must not have been familiar with the Glasgow in terms of affection that we all come to know uh, I, th- I think he, he's more of a deep line playmaker so I feel like he could, he could potentially work well in the system with John McGinn if John McGinn still pressing up high on the pitch and Gilmore can sit back have somebody like Ryan Jack alongside him to sweep everything up and then Gilmore advances the play up to the attackers uh, more effectively than someone like potentially Callum McGregor who I thought was excellent at recovering the ball Uh I mean, he got the assist, so I don't. I kind of talked myself into a bit of a corner there with that one, but uh, I can. I put a name down. I'd, I'd said Nisbet as well, getting Nisbet in for Oli Burke because Oli Burke has no purpose being in that squad. Uh, Gilmore if fit, and then James Forrest. Interestingly, because I feel yeah, like I he's the forgotten me, man it? just now, mm-hmm. because he's been out injured, and I feel like in any Scotland squad you probably would make a case for Forrest being included. I mean. He can play in a couple of positions, he could do a, do a job at right wing back if he, if he was needed to, depending on how we're looking at the game. And he's, his pace is something that a lot of our players are lacking in, especially going forward, so it would just add another dimension to the attack. So I feel like people might question his inclusion, especially with how well the squad's been looking recently. No, but
1: that's definitely a direct replacement for Oli Burke. Oli Burke's no making that squad if, if Forrest is fit. I think Forrest would still
3: probably be our first choice right wing back. Do you reckon mm-hmm. ahead though, O'Donnell or Palmer? I think I think there is a case. I think depending on the opposition, you could use Forrest. If we're playing a team where we're going to dominate more of the ball, I think you'd play Forrest. But in a game, probably the more likely game where we're not going to have it, I think you probably would rather have an O'Donnell or a Palmer. Just because like quite often we saw like the push up the field as well. But then I guess you probably want to more rely over on the left hand side with Robertson. I I just don't I just don't know if if Forrest would even maybe get into the team other than that right wing back position.
2: No, with a fit Fraser. It's, made, it's all the, the thing.
3: Like, <laughs> that,
0: this is a man who's been in and around Scotland team for ages, and he was one of the first names in the team sheet. Now the team's looking like, in a way that we're debating whether he even gets in the starting eleven. That this is good. This is such a good feeling to have. We have options. <laughs> it's it's something we've never had as as Scotland fans. So there's always been
2: one option, and it's pain. Speaking of players you'd want to take, like, watching Sky's coverage on Thursday, it's just such a shame that Darren Fletcher and James McFadden never got to go to a tournament with Scotland. If there's two players from that generation who missed out, you would say it's those two who really deserved it. 100%. And you tell in the way they spoke on Thursday night, just the passion that they had, um, and there was no bitterness in it, it's no I've missed out, it was just complete joy for the national team as fans now. And I thought the coverage was excellent with Ailey Barber as well. So, aye, absolutely, um, I completely agree. Thing.
0: I did a smashing job. Right, should we talk about the game then? Uh, Please. We're gonna start. <laughs> our sh- we're gonna start our show, unsurprisingly, uh, with Thursday night's now famous victory away in Serbia with our boys. There in European qualification, in in the most Scotland way possible, by making it way too hard for ourselves. Uh, before we get into the match itself, we need to just discuss the reaction. I'll be the first to say, hand on heart, I was in tears. Uh, when David same. Marshall saved that uh, me, uh, Alexander Mitrovic penalty jumped up screamed and then just collapsed with my head and my hands and I, I was laughing but I was crying at the same time like it yeah. was a weird feeling I, so you were the same then Sean?
2: I was exactly the same well, he really went to me Are you greeting? I was like I am absolutely greeting <laughs> 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 I, just, I don't know what happened it's just because the tension of the game it built up so much we were coasting then it looked like oh it's so Scotland we're not gonna hang on Penalties. It's just the most nerve wracking thing. And just that release of emotion to first of your life seeing your country at a major tournament. I just couldn't help it. It was just I. I was laughing and greeting and cheering and singing. And, oh, it was everything.
0: I couldn't I sit it. still. I, I throughout that penalty, I was properly like jittery. Like i not... I was pacing. <laughs> pacing. I was pacing. I was on. Sit, sitting on the end of my bed in my room, like properly like shaking. Like my hands were going like rapid. It was it was honestly insane. Uh, but Taylor, it's been 22 years of heartache, suffering and expectations, and we're finally here. For the first time in any of our lifetimes, we actually get to support our
1: country at a national tournament. How does that feel? Actually, it feels like a dream, because you feel like this is a thing that you've always heard from like your dads, your granddads, your papas, and all that. Just uh, How Scotland were making tournaments, and how good it was being there, how the Tarrant Army went... And hopefully they get to go this time. But how basically it was just a great occasion. Basically everyone was united as one. It's like I can't believe I'm actually going to witness that because I'm not going to lie. Ever since I've been born, I've obviously never seen Scotland at a a major tournament, and all I've known is basically a slowly distaste for the national team. But Mm. ever since Thursday, I feel like it's actually reunited everyone together, and now there's a generation that now knows how it feels to be at a tournament. So it's I'm just the only way I can put it is it's a dream that I never want to wake up from. I mean that
0: that was a, that was actually Stuart. That was what I was going to say to you. I mean this victory seems to just have united the entire country. That there just seems to have been a feel good factor that's just been pumped into Scotland from that win. That's still yet to go away even after losing yesterday. Uh, the scenes on social media have been absolutely fantastic. Some of the videos of the reactions in the dressing room. It's been all we've really talked about over the weekend. <laughs> and everyone's just feeling positive like how much has this win been needed especially in a year like this one
3: I think it's massive I think, I think just to sum it up just watch Ryan Christie's post-match interview I, th- I think oh it was just God. almost every single Scotland fan I, I have watched that at least about 20 times I've watched just about every video about 20 times to be honest <laughs> and it's just been great across social media you know even people who are saying like oh I don't really know football but come, come on Scotland and stuff like that and posting and sharing the videos and I think it has just been Absolutely massive, and what has been an absolutely atrocious year for just about everybody. I think to have something like this, I think it's just lifted the nation completely. I, th- I think it's fantastic for everybody, even even if you don't like football, just it's just brought us all together. Really, I think it was
0: your mate Gregor that did that, wasn't it? Sean, like he tweeted out something about the oh, mate, about the game. Um, I, what? I'm so.
2: I, I know, it was my I, mate Gregor. Ah, you, you mentioned something on your radio show on Friday about, like, he was, Oh, like... <laughs> I'm so confused there. Um, yeah, a boy in my, in my year at uni, Gregor, is, like, not into football at all. Is uh, into his pop culture and celebrity and all that sort of stuff. And he's just, just... He, he could feel the tension uh, on, on Twitter, on social media, in our group chats. And he said that he was manifesting a Scotland one. He put out a tweet with some nice V emojis that he was manifesting a <laughs> Scotland one. And it worked. It,
0: it worked aye. thank you to Gregor I was it was weird I, had, I was speaking to folk that I'd never even thought that I would even speak to about any sort of football let alone a Scotland game they were saying to me oh this is this is such a class feeling I can't wait for next summer and it was the point that Taylor made about that he hopes the Tartan Army will be there even if they're not in the stadium we've got two home games and I know for a fact that I'll, like <laughs> London's going to be sold out of everything and for that away game against uh, England the Tartan I Army will- are there regardless
2: I genuinely think Midlothian is going to be empty on the 18th everyone I know, you know just like, um, like bumping into Folk I went for food yesterday and saw a couple of Folk in there Like literally everyone's going to London uh, for that weekend It's just going to be unreal, I can't wait You're going I am going, I, bu- I booked my flights that night because I knew they were going to go up <laughs> So I was like to my pals, I like, oh, cannot I just wait till tomorrow? Some of my pals were sleeping and were just like booking fly- fly tickets, uh, flight tickets <laughs> Plates anyway, like I just we had to go and hi, so we're all booked up and uh, I really, really can't wait. And I just hope that there's some sense of normality, but I'm a bit worried that even if there's not, then Scotland fans are gonna make it that way.
0: You parking up on your ferry liquids for the for the fountain in that? Uh,
1: absolutely. Honestly <laughs> this, this, this over is potentially overtake that by the way. Like Oh well is, in fact, I'm not going to say his potential. It's going to. Right? It's
0: going to. I'm, I'm tempted. See, see, I, I might buy flights and then like make my money back. So I'll just take a uh, set of bagpipes down and then
2: and get it going <laughs> to <embargo laughs> You straight. should do that,
0: Jack. I, 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 could, I, could get, I could get a fair bit of money back to be fair. Get that done. Oh, oh. flying that, flying the energy sport flag, <laughs> just, attached from the top of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I feel like right. We need to talk about the game itself. So I mean, from my point of view, we really should have won this game in 90 minutes. Uh, Ryan Christie's goal aside we really took the game to Serbia right up in their faces pressing them high up the pitch and forcing errors with any slack passes being swept up by the impressive pairing McGregor and Ryan Jack uh, Taylor what did you reckon of our attacking performance in this game?
1: Oh let's see is what a revelation Lyndon Dykes is oh, my honestly um, he is the player that Scott has been crying out for Like, just he's actual tremendous and I never thought we would find it in an Aussie Scott Honestly, <laughs> never thought I'd ever... That is the one thing I'd ever seen 20-30 chuck at us like that. But, oh, but attack performance as a whole is... It's been... It was great. It was a well round performance from the, the full attacking t- I'm actually still just thinking of just- I'm actually still <laughs> <a joke. laughs> Can I can't. get your words out <laughs> no I can't because when I think about it I just keep smiling again <laughs> like I keep smiling <laughs> like just remembering that but oh but see as soon as I seen Christy smash that like didn't even smash it sorry he placed he, it he, he three quartered hit it and he it so <laughs> perfectly like <laughs> honestly it was like I was so well placed and as soon as I hit that post and see it just crawl in I was like oh my god he's done it he has done it and I've never I actually broke down tears when we scored by the okay. you? because I'm like yeah because I'm like that nah, we've took the lead we look comfortable oh my god I'm like and I'm sitting breaking down tears and I'm, I'm actually composed myself and I was like we're going to do it the 90th minute happened I'm like oh, well mm-hmm. we won't talk about that because that's irrelevant but what <laughs> att- I think it was a great even though it was only one goal I think it was a great attacking performance by the way because they did everything that was asked for them
0: I tell you I kind of get it spoiled for me because I think we were making a point in the group chat about something <laughs> Mm-hmm. And if, if the energy sport knows me knows that I'm on an O T V delay. So I was someone was making a point about I can't remember who it was. I think Robertson
3: and, had just missed a shot at that point. I had a good chance in the
0: And then whoever it was, I think Taylor just went, Oh my god and Cameron went, Christy, you beauty and I was like, nah, surely not <laughs> And then I just I launched my phone at the other end of my bed, looked at the screen and then just saw it going at the back of the net. Thankfully, I never had penalties spoiled. that. I hid I my phone yeah, under my yeah. pillow
2: for that. Oh. Uh, on you go, Sean, sorry. I just couldn't believe it with that goal in because it's it's the finish that nobody really expected. I think the keeper was expecting it. It's In no. that position, you're expected to go top back left to corner, I think, and wrap your foot around it. But yeah, exactly. Going back across goal, it's, it's just the inch-perfect finish to come off the post. And. Ryan Christie was the man who probably wouldn't have been in that start 11 if we had a fully fit squad. You'd fully imagine that Ryan Fraser would have been in there. Mm-hmm. And he had a few dodgy moments, I thought, in the first half, a few slips and, and when promising attacks were on. But he'll be remembered as uh, the player who scored the goal in open play that eventually got us to 100%. the shoot shootout that got us to our first major tournament in what will be 23 years next summer. So, yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. And like Stuart was saying earlier, is an interview is exactly what you want to see from a Scotland player and something that I think a lot of people have felt has been missing from the national team, that sort of outpouring of emotion. Everyone thinks that they don't care as much anymore, but that was just absolutely perfect. And I don't think you could be a Scotland fan if you didn't have a tear in your eye or a lump in your throat watching that from Ryan Christie. No, I
0: cried again. I'm happy to say I cried again. I was was a ball of emotions, man, honestly. And the thing is with the goal as well, I I didn't think when I first saw it that he was actually going to get the ball out there under his feet. Because he kind of had the ball yeah. pinged into him from McGregor and then he had two of the uh, Serbian defenders right on him and he properly had to like ease his way out of a yeah. really bad situation and then still the shot away, which went across and then off the post and then perfectly placed. So I think that in itself was really impressive. But I just thought the entire front line was brilliant. Like Dykes, obviously I'm going to come on to him in a little bit. Uh, I thought McGinn played really well and mm-hmm. it was it was the fact that it was really notable when the three of them get taken off. Yeah. Uh towards the end of that end of the ninety. So uh Stuart what uh, well, there was one concern coming into this match, it was the fact that Serbia might have overpowered us physically. But our backline remained solid through it and dealt with that kinda troublesome threat of the likes of uh Mitrovic who can kinda throw his way about Declan Gallagher was again a colossus and then Lyndon Dykes up front. He was just immense running that Serbian battling ragged all night. Who who impressed you the most out of, out of all the performers on the night?
3: Oh, do you know? What? I, th- I think Callum McGregor would maybe be my shout, or Declan Gallagher, or Lyndon Dykes, or Scott <laughs> McTominay, or Tierney, <laughs> or Stephen O'Donnell, or Andrew Robertson. Or so, Jeff, sorry, uh, what Ryan was what, Who was that John fourth McGregor. name you said? Uh, David
0: Marshall I, <laughs> I, th- I think
3: it may have been Scott McTominay strewn I'm, I'm not sure ple- I'm not sure many would agree with The <laughs> man to step up and take our third penalty after having a very iffy mistake at the end of the game that takes bottle. I appreciate
0: that I, that. I, I, I did want to hear you trying to defend that mistake <laughs> at
3: some point today so that's good that's ticked off my list to be honest, I, I you'd struggle to pick one person. I mean, coming into that game, I think we were 15 FIFA rankings below Serbia. We were. You wouldn't know. If you, if you just watched that game, You we, we were by far the better team. You would have flipped it. Coming, coming into that game, I thought it was going to be, you know, I, I was struggling to see if we would even have, you know, one chance. We, we actually created quite a few. I think we dominated the games at times. There weren't that many times in the actual 90 minutes where I was scared from Serbia. They had a few chances here or there, but none of them really troubled Marshall until... You know, the one right at the end, and then the other saving made. and I think it was the 98th. I know it was the 98th I minute. Mean, I've seen it that many times. But <laughs> yeah. other than that, I, th- I think it was such a good performance. It's probably one of the best Scotland performances we've had. And it's almost, you yeah. know, how often do we do that? How often do we save our big performance for the big game? You know, so often we, we waste that against Gibraltar and beat them 7 1 or something like that, oh. and then throw away to Georgia the next week. You know, it's just perfect. That's such I do. you imagine?
2: I'd agree with Strin, um Strin's first point in that I think Callum McGregor was absolutely exceptional. Hundred percent, yeah. And Fantastic. we've given him a lot of stick on these shows. We've not we've not given yeah. him as much stick as we've given Amy for for <laughs> backing him so
3: fiercely. It, it was his best performance in a Scotland shirt. It's, it's, Easily, it's like the yeah. point. He almost saved it for that game. And
2: and, and do you know what? It's fine. I'll take those. I think what was he hit twenty five this week or last or last month or something? I don't know. But. Um, those 24-25 rubbish performances before, I'll take it for that. I think
0: I think Thursday was the 25th
2: cap. It seemed like every time there was an interception, it was Callum McGregor. Yeah. Every time a counter-attack was stopped, it was Callum McGregor. Every good forward pass instead of attack, an attack was Callum McGregor. Ryan Jack, I think, was fantastic as well, but his performance was a lot more yeah. understated is exactly mm-hmm. the word I was going to use. But like, Callum McGregor was just absolutely fantastic. Except blocks, and he so, so ran good. a
0: lot, which which was the main. He covered we a lot of ground, add. which is what Amy wanted
2: to say. But he did so much more than that. I think yeah. Amy was maybe right that the fact that McGregor does do that sort of maybe shapes to defend, covers ground, all that sort of stuff. But he was just everything on uh, on Thursday, and please keep it up because absolutely no, you'll um, be that. a massive asset at the Euros. Hundred percent, Sean. I'm going. I'm going to come to you here because.
0: Uh-huh. Your love towards Steve Clark has been very well documented in it's your energy sh- sport contributions so far. It's ridiculous. And uh, his substitution towards the back end of the match were called into question through extra time after Serbia kind of got on the front foot a lot more. But that aside, what what did you make of his management of this game? Uh,
2: I don't know how much the management of this game in particular comes into uh, just as such as. I'm only asking because that... we're covering this game. No, but <laughs> I, I just mean, I don't that... know. Yeah. The, it, it's testament, this this game shows exactly what Steve Clark's done over the past year and a bit, the fact that we've put in a new system, the fact that the players all know their, their roles, the fact that we were on an unbeaten run whereas Serbia hadn't won in 90 minutes for over a year I think that made a massive difference, we come into that game knowing how to win them mm. Serbia, it's been a long time since Serbia won a game in 90 minutes I don't know that wasn't the case but I just mean that you're coming into the game with a lot more confidence and I genuinely think those players were mentally extremely weak before Steve Clark came in that door, mm-hmm. and there's no way that Scotland teams of old would have handled an 89th minute equalizer in a playoff final. We, we would have lost. consider another two or three in extra time. I genuinely believe that. I think that the fact that he's instilled so much belief in these players, and I saw it at Comarnik. They were. It was the same players. You didn't change. We didn't spend loads of money, but he didn't get loads of players in. The same players who were pretty rubbish bottom of the league, he turned, he improved them, he, and he gave them belief. And they were the best team outside the old firm. And it's, you can see the exact same stuff with Scotland. There's Declan Gallagher plays for a pretty below-average Motherwell side, yeah. and he looked absolutely fantastic against a, a dangerous Premier League striker like Mitrovic. He's so good at improving players, he's so good at instilling belief. He, he seems quite understated. I don't think he inspires much... Um, Excitement, is he, is, maybe. Is yeah, he's not very charismatic, is he? Aye. Um, but whatever he does behind the scenes is just absolutely spot on. I think um, when he left I was obviously gutted. But if there was one thing place I wanted him to go, Scotland Aye. to succeed there. And, and um, I don't know if you saw that that old tweet I did because I retweeted or quote tweeted that again that he made Comanica fall in love with its team again, and he's now made a country fall in love with his team again, and I fucking love him. <laughs> I think I think the one thing he's done, like, he's done uh,
0: really has inspired belief in the Scotland team that we can go on and do something special. It was the fact that players were choosing to turn up early for, for this camp. Exactly. They were turning up on Monday when they didn't have to report until the Wednesday and just getting stuck in then and there. And they were thinking, right, we can actually all come together. We can do something here. And I think that's so important for a Scotland team which has really been down on the luck for the past two decades and a bit. And I think with someone like Clark really instilling that belief and instilling that confidence in a team, because you just saw the way they were playing on, on, on last night, they, they were up for it. They were still up for it, even with a rotated side. I mean, we're going to get on to that discussion a little bit. But I, th- I think it was his credit to the way that Clark's managed the players rather than managed the game, and the fact that yeah, he's made I mean. them all realise that they can really be a very good team.
2: I couldn't believe it when we were taking the game to them in that first 15, that, that first 10-15 minutes.
0: minutes, I was shocked. like, I was like I was, what is this?
2: I was fully expecting back to the Wall Street, them on the counter, we were I, dominating the ball, mm-hmm. imposing our game, which it wasn't even, it's not our game in the sense that I'd say that was our style of play, like, it wasn't what I was expecting at all, but just complete confidence in a playoff final. That's what thinking, it was. You know, we're going to take the game to a team that we know is on paper better than us and try and show you why that's wrong, and they absolutely did. They were fantastic to a man.
0: I was annoyed because it made me confident after 10 minutes. It was like, right, yeah, we no, can get bad. something here. And that had me even more nervous throughout. When we went at half time, I had to properly calm myself down. Yeah,
3: no. I think the worst feeling as a Scotland fan could have been being the better team and still losing.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, like, at least when we lose normally, we're terrible. Aye. Well, Especially
2: in that way as well. Like, so, mm-hmm. so late from a, a silly, like, a set piece. Like, and Scott McTominay was fantastic. I thought throughout the game. I thought he had a <laughs> brilliant game. Yeah. Yeah, it was his, his best performance at um, centre back. I thought. And and it, show, it shows you a, like
0: the players like him and McBurney that have been called into question. You saw how much it meant to McTominay after the game. Like the, yeah. the scenes of him screaming at the yeah. camera, Scott. Assault, I felt tired, draped on his shoulders. It was. It was brilliant. I was genuinely concerned
3: as well when the he... penalty shootout when he just falls to the falls to the ground. Yeah, like Aye. just about all of them did.
2: I was concerned when he stood up. Uh, for that penalty, just for him personally, because I thought if he missed that after giving me the corner and then losing his man at the corner, Aye. that if he missed that penalty in the shooting and then didn't <sighs> go Scotland's way, like mentally and in terms of how such a uh, passionate supporter base like Scotland has, um, would forgive him for that or not forgive him. I was uh, really concerned about Scott McTominay's Scotland career, but it the confidence, like we said, to absolutely rifle that into the bottom left corner. It was probably uh, the, say, best penalty, I had one of the best penalty one one of the so. night Yeah, yeah know, McGregor's.
0: um Well looking ahead, we've got a group that's consisting of Croatia, Czech and our old rivals England in our Europe our European Championship group. That's still so strange to say.
2: Every time I say it, I laugh. Like, I say something <laughs> yeah. about, about the Euros, I just go, ha, Euros! <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any get, sense whatsoever. Like, everything, like, I know other people have said this, but there's going to be an official Scotland song for the Euros, they're going to be in a, a sticker album, and there'll be Oh my God, I'm, I'm going to spend like,
0: so much money on stickers, it's
2: ridiculous. Like, <laughs> everything that we always see with a, a major tournament, an opening ceremony, like, just everything, there's going like, to be a Scottish element. I can't it. believe it.
0: Oh, Bacara Cy Ferry and uh, Considine all singing yes I can big it a and it's going to be a brilliant day when that happens can't wait am I getting ahead of myself and saying, them, the group. And saying that we can get through no you're you know I mean? absolutely not <laughs> I, I don't know what it is I mean we've beaten Czech twice in, mm-hmm. in, the la- in the last year so one was a very poor Czech side yeah granted but we still got the job done against an improved side fair. anyway yeah. Croatia we made the point yesterday are ageing a lot of their players are and kind of, a lot of the better players towards the back end of their careers I mean Luka Modric really hasn't continued in the same vein of form that they had when he won the Ballon d'Or so he's kind of really dropped off I mean Dejan Lovren speaks for himself and a lot of the better players that we've become accustomed to knowing the likes of Arman um, Zukić and Rakitic have already retired from international football, and then England is going to be if if we if we are up for a player final against Serbia, can you imagine how up the players are going to be for England? See, so on England's current
3: form, I, I genuinely think we could beat them. Just I get, think we could beat England pretty
2: much any time. I don't really worry about what the Scotland side looks like when we play England because it's so like I th- I just think because it's the biggest fixture international football Easily, from, yeah. for me that it's become so reductive it's just the fact that who wants it more i know that sounds so simplistic but if you're just it, it, it'll be a probably a rubbish game there'll be loads of fight in it but um it'll, there's no I, i'd have england the slight favorites but there's no saying that we can't beat england yeah and to, to get out of the group you'll probably only need four points uh, mm-hmm. It's a was, fairly tricky group for the other teams as well. you England will be looking at it. Like, that's not a great group a group no. a great group. because um, uh, you saw Northern Ireland get through with I think three points in their in twenty sixteen because Aye. a few of the third place teams get through. So Czech Republic at Hamden the first game, get a get a win there and then try and nick a point off England or Croatia. And you're probably looking at a knockout game for Scotland at the Euros. I'm saying now see if Steve Clark's getting us to the quarterfinals. I love him, man. <laughs> and then, no, wait, if we get to knock him, if we do get out of the group, we win it. Take everyone to penalties We'll never miss one. There's no chance. <laughs> just play Declan Gallagher. Do not take him out the team. He's never lost a game for Scotland. It's Very true. Has London Dykes lost a game for Scotland? No, nah, he's not yet. It's just oh. those two. I, I know other people say it, but Dykes versus Maguire is going to be so entertaining. Oh, he's gonna no, not no, going to know not, what's It's going to
0: be easy. Dykes dyke, dyke is walking all over that big square monster. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Stuart's, odd, Stuart's oddly quiet for that statement about Maguire. I, prefer, uh, he's good to, uh, I can't slag off my own club cap. Yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he can. when Maguire, yes he can.
2: Did you see that tweet from uh, Ray Bradshaw that said that uh, Lyndon Dykes is going to rag doll Harry Maguire so much that he thinks he's a Greek police officer? <laughs> <laughs> oh no not my tweet not (laughs) your disclaimer
0: not the tweet from anywhere at energy sport at comedy ray (laughs) (laughs) let's move on let's let's move on because I feel like we're going to dig ourselves into a hole here Uh, Scotland were playing again just yesterday with Steve Clark feeling a vastly changed team after Thursday's win travelled to Slovakia and despite dominating the game we ended up losing our first game in over a year and ended our unbeaten run at nine games. Uh Jan Grego's is I'm always laughing. When I say his name because it's just Mr. Vodka. Uh, deflected uh, his deflected effort from range, beat the returning Craig Gordon in the Scotland goal, and gave Slovakia their first win in the Nations League group. Stroe, what what did we make of this one in general? Because I've not, I didn't have really a bad feeling throughout it. I wasn't too bothered by a loss, which is weird for a Scotland fan to say.
3: Well, I, I missed most of the game, but from what I've heard, it has it was probably one of our better performances that we've had, and and I think to be fair, it was there was quite a few you know what we call first teamers missing from the, the squad as well. Well, eight changes
0: to the starting yeah. line.
3: Yeah. To to be honest, I think I don't know about you guys, but I was I, was, I don't think any result in that game could have could have taken Malmö down. To be honest, probably could mm. have been beaten about three or four nil, and I still wouldn't have really changed
2: yeah i I wouldn't have cared i literally do not care at all i mean i really do want to win this nation's league group so we can get promoted but just we'll just beat israel on wednesday instead (laughs) we get up for the big occasion we know that don't we we? so i don't really mind too much about this one it's a bit annoying that it came from so many uh missed chances the fact that we easily could have won that game but it's just luck's kind of maybe gone our way in a few games recently uh, over the unbeaten beating run, so it's probably about time that it went the other way, a deflected goal against us, and loads of missed chances. But aye, we're going to the Euros. We're Hook
0: going it. to the Euros, that's all that matters. Uh, I mean, Sean mentioned it earlier, talking about the uh, Serbia game, that you worried for McTominay's Scotland career. There's another man <laughs> whose Scotland career has been. Oh, every
2: uh, international break. Oh,
0: it's, it's, it seems it's the recurring figure the fact he can't score a goal for Scotland for whatever reason. Ollie McBurney was drafted in because Lyndon Dykes was suspended for this game and he was still chasing his first international goal got himself a couple of decent chances but just failed to convert them and he splits opinion for me because you either think you either hate him or you're willing to bide your time with him and I feel like the hatred is properly like harsh to be to be quite honest like, it's a lot, like social media rips through the poor guy and the uh, Sean, what's the, what side of the coin are you on? Like, Where, where are you lying in the Olive McBurney situation?
2: I'm fine with Olly Um I think that I was getting a bit frustrated on Thursday in the playoff final just because it was such a downgrade from Dykes. Just, and I don't think it's a lack of effort, but I just, maybe it's just his play style. It maybe looks like a lack of effort. Um, but I do think Olly McBurney is a decent player. He's been exceptionally close to scoring in the last... Uh, the last international break hit the bar a couple of times and I'm just shame that it hasn't come yet I really would like him to get that goal but I like him, he's a character um, so I, it's a shame that he gets that much abuse on social media I think, I've said it before I think it's partly because he's a Rangers fan I think it's partly because he's spent his whole life in England he's got an English accent um, but I was really delighted that he took up and uh, went up and scored that penalty on hmm, Thursday yeah because, again, like McTominay, like you said, that would have been a disaster if he'd missed that, that would have been... He, it took I don't, massive cojones to do that. I don't think... Like, I think McTominay would have been able to get back in the Scotland squad and uh, maybe be forgiven, but I actually don't think that Oli McBurnie could have done that. I think it generally, would have been an uphill battle for his Scotland career from that point on. Oh, and no, I okay. was just so delighted that he he scored it and scored it so well. It was a good penalty as well, properly. It keeper body it. language
3: kind of like summed it up, didn't it? He looked really calm and composed, and then as soon as he took it, it took it. It was just elation. You know, the emotions just came out, and you're like, yeah, that was absolutely massive for him.
2: what well, right. we're still on the penalties, I don't think we really. I don't know if you were going to talk about M- Marshall's save in particular, Jack, but I who's barely... David, is it Sir? Da 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 David, David Marshall. Marshall. I mean, everyone sort of focus on the occasion of that. His iconic celebration. Has go, is, right it all right? but, is it alright? Please, please, please. Um,
0: but, oh, if I would get pulled back for encroachment I would have genuinely collapsed. It was like, so like,
3: Scotland. I was so worrying. I,
2: I heard someone say that like, they still keep checking their phone in case of being called back for
0: <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I didn't even see that. Like I genuinely, like, I was going mental then I looked up and I saw that Marshall was just starting to run it was like that How, why is he not selling? what's happened
2: there eh? but I think he, the referee must have told him don't don't go mental because we Var will need to check it first. So he's, I think all the players maybe hadn't heard this conversation. That's the way i mm, I've right, it. And he's gone, he's like, is it alright? Is it alright? Is it right? and then? Oh, it's amazing. What a celebration. But what I think would
1: the that's. would have done if he did call it, they would have
2: had to walk back with <laughs> 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 that. They
1: just crashed into Marshall, then they're like,
0: what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? He needs to take it again. <laughs> Uh, that would be
3: Scotland be, or wouldn't it That would. No, that
0: would I be think so I would have switched so the game off at that I genuinely don't think I could do that again it would have been so Scotland
2: my, my point there was going to be that I think that's what everyone's focused on the, the moment of it and the celebration but what a penalty save like I don't oh. it's, it's
0: and he was close right to right another, another two wasn't he Mitrovic has
3: 19 goals in 18 games for Serbia yeah, but he kind of scored in Scotland so who cares saved him for back last back because he was probably the best penalty taker I love that so much. Was it was it not like
0: just that week as well the Tuesday the Wednesday, he was saying to Sky Sports, No, nah, I've been promoted to Fulham's first choice penalty taker after Luke look, look, <laughs> yeah. Luke made an arse of it. Apparently, Ser-
2: apparently something in the Serbia camp said they weren't practicing penalties because they um, they were so confident they were gonna win anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you the You are dicks. That's the most pleasing thing ever.
0: Oh that's I didn't know that, that's that is, that is fantastic. And,
2: uh, and we, we knew from the, the semi-final against Israel that we've very much been practising uh, penalties. Mayor, all mayor McLean
0: game. went stepped up. Oh, that, that was mayor the thing. Ma- when I he was to... God,
2: he never got to score the winner. Like As much as I love Marshall's moment, I love the mayor. So. See,
0: when that went in, I, j- I just kind of leaned forward but then I just started smiling. And I was like, I don't know why. I was just instilled yeah. with that confidence with Davy Marshall in the last I penalty. I was like, thought, it's, can't
2: written. it's written. I kind of thought Mitch to would be the sky it, but... It was actually a very, very good penalty and an unreal save from David Marshall. Mm-hmm. And Marshall
3: came quite close to saving a few as well. Got I, that's that's what I was saying. Right like.
2: It was the one he and dove, to,
0: I think it was the third penalty or the second one he dove to his left and he, it literally skimmed the top of his fingers and you could hear him Ooh. before you heard the Serbia players because
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. he was shouting. it. Into the those, Serbia keeper
3: you know we were just in the whole of extra time it came out with the stats that the Serbia keeper 10 had and 24 like 10 of his last 24 and 5 in his last 7 or something like or 4 in his last 7 and it was just that was just immediate the that's, that's 10 in his in last them. 29 though now so is it as good a start
0: <sighs> that's about average now I it's think. still 1 in every 3 so it's quite good I but thought he
2: got quite close <laughs> to a few actually
0: the Griffiths the one two. see the very first oh, one 20. I was like oh my god
3: uh, <laughs> It was the same with Credit. Israel, when McGinn's penalty just about looked like it had been saved by Marciano. It just went
2: in. I enough have Credits Lee Griffiths as well. Being out the Scotland squad for two yeah. years, you just get chucked on at the very end. You've had very well documented uh, problems with your mental health. You've been criticised and vilified by a lot of people on social media and the media in general. And to go up there and take that first penalty, which is such a crucial penalty, and to, to make sure that we're in front... And to step up there and be the first person that eventually gets us to the Euros is outstanding. And I hope that's him and the Scotland squad to stay now.
0: I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that's him retaining his place.
3: I know every single penalty in a penalty shootout is obviously massive. Yep. But when you think, you know, McBurney, Griffiths and McTominay, there was so much more going on there as well from like positions in the team, what had happened during the game and stuff like that. To think three of our five takers had that, I think it just makes it even more impressive. Aye, they're they're willing
0: to go and state their state their reputation, state their potential Scotland careers on the line for for a chance, just for any sort of chance at being able to take their country heroes and master respect to all three of them for doing so. Anyway, uh, just with with this loss against Slovakia, it confirms that we're going to be entering entering our World Cup qualifiers in Pot Three, and uh, Graham put the kind of pots list in our group chat last night. So, who who do we want for qualifiers? Who do we want to avoid from the pots? I mean, pot one, there's very few teams you would actually want to come up against, obviously. But I think there's beatable opponents in every pot, if, I, if I'm being completely honest. Who, who, who do we feel like is going to give us the best chance of getting the World Cup?
2: Um, so, like, like I said, Denmark are definitely the team in pot one you'd want the most. Correct. Um, and then your other one's kind of Croatia or England, really. Yeah, writing, <laughs> England know? for the
0: occasion and then Croatia for the reasons that we've and mentioned just, already. And
2: I think the occasion does level it with England, do you know what I mean? Like, I think Aye. that makes the game a lot more equal. And then there's only, I think the majority of uh, pot two are okay. You'd probably want in, I don't know, Wales against kind of a bit of a, of a leveler, but we'll just batter Serbia again.
0: Slovakia again or Turkey maybe, because yeah, Turkey exactly never exactly really so. seem to win anything.
2: But I don't know. Graham said I might be stupid for that. But so Graham said the worst-case scenario, which is Belgium, Switzerland, Greece, Kosovo, Moldova. I am not saying that's done. Like I'm not saying we can't get through that. I don't know. Maybe I'm daft. But I just think that I definitely wouldn't want Greece at a pot four like that. Greece aren't the same team they used to be though. I don't think. Like I think they have... actually, why are we even talking about four? You know we're getting Israel. Oh, that's what I said, I, I said we just it's a it's a fact. we we'll play them <laughs> once a year until the end of time.
0: It's a tradition. That should that should be a tradition, that should be when we all graduate, <laughs> Energy Sport get together for the Israel game every year.
2: Forget the old rivalry with England is all about Israel
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm confident to be honest and it's just a real happy feeling to be able to say that about Scotland going forward. And the fact that that loss didn't really instil fear into me was... That speaks volumes for me.
2: Love Scotland. Love
0: Scotland, mate. Right, before we look ahead to uh, the Israel game on Wednesday, uh, I feel we'll pro- we should probably discuss the Betfred Cup. Just our uh, group stages concluded and the final 16 teams were nailed on. <sighs> You're not happy with that, Sean?
2: Well, we were already out after the second game, so...
0: Aye, <laughs> I I, really... I, you, you were,
2: and... Uh, we had to forfeit. Who get through? Uh, There's another. Oh, because you didn't have a COVID crisis. Sorry, <laughs> bud.
0: Sure, I'm suffering one now. So I mean, <laughs> I think the least air could do is get through for me, for God's sake, man. Who okay.
2: did again? I did check.
0: But. Eh, away. So we get we get to see our old friends, Alan and Nikki. Do I get to see your old friends. That's very cute. I'm enjoying it. Scott Tiffany as well. He was at us last season. So. Was he? I was on loan. I didn't know that. I just assumed he was in the ladies' squad. I know you the second a half of the season at least. Uh, some of the bigger f- Hearts and Rangers get fairly favourable ties. Uh, Hibs, usual. Hibs beat he <laughs> had smashed Dundee for the chance to welcome Dundee back to Easter Road.
2: How does that happen? Oh, <laughs> do we actually.
3: Think, <laughs> yeah, that's. can. I, I home oh, like again. James C- the one, let me go back. Let me go back. C- See <laughs> C- C- in our Euro group because you know we're in the Euros next year. Imagine Are we? I've first- not mentioned it. Imagine we finished top, because we could, and England finished second, and then after that we drew England. It just doesn't make sense, does it? It's, it's quite funny, it's though. Odd. It's, I,
2: yes, mean, yes, yes,
3: I guess not you're all right really with it, funny.
2: because she pumped them, so... And oh, the I'm,
0: I'm not complaining, I just think it's a bit strange. Aye. I mean, Merrin-Aberdeen, that's a tie that that's <laughs> described to everyone uh, as the tie of the round, which says a lot.
2: Is that the tie of the round?
0: That, I that, know. oh no. who uh, it get? Celtic got Ross County at home. For fuck's sake. So we get C- Celtic Ross County, Falkirk are hosting Rangers, uh, Livy Air, as I said, St. Mirren Aberdeen, Hib- Hibsden D, Ooh, are both Dunfermline. Ooh, one of them will be in the quarterfinals. Aye. I? I I'd probably bat Dunfermline that one, personally. You would do aye. Uh, St. Johnston and then Alloa Hearts. That is pretty
2: honking. Yeah, there's not, not really no not
0: standouts.
2: There's no there's no real standouts. Falkirk Rangers it. probably is my favourite game nice to see I
1: don't know Just Scott
0: Arthur Garby
2: <laughs> Scott Arf- <Darby. laughs>
0: I'll, I'll I'll be keeping an eye on kind of the championship size personally just because oh, yeah,
2: that's definitely more interesting ones we see premiership ones all the time uh,
0: mm-hmm. I think I think I, I went to I was either two years ago or last year I can't remember exactly when but I went to this tie for air, or the quarterfinal for it because I got a quarterfinals a couple of years ago I went to Ibrooks and got hump pump 4-0 and I was ill that day, so I was like, "That's just isn't isn't doing myself any justice." Anyway, i not enough of my life. Yeah. Uh, we might as well go and look ahead to Scotland versus Israel on Wednesday. As there wasn't really a lot of other football to discuss over the weekend. Before we
2: do, Jack, can I disappear? Is that okay? You, I mean, you can. You can. It's, it's I'm very sorry you...
0: to the listeners that I'm having
1: to. It means Taylor jump not actually speak because Taylor's been unusually quiet you for the last quiet, half i hour. Sorry. Month. Um, uh, yes, yeah, uh, sorry, sorry. I know I've been on quite a quiet. He's in the middle
2: of a news day. Bro, and probably he's because he's actually in class just now. Is that why he's been quiet? <laughs> um, but it was lovely chatting to y'all, and we're going to the Euros. We the Euros. Yes. Right, cheers, Bye, Sean. Sean. Speak Catch to you, you soon.
3: Thank
2: you. Right, so let's talk about Israel. So,
0: our win's going to secure us top spot and guarantee that we get promoted out of this uh, Nations League group. We could have secured that with the win over Slovakia, and the, or if Israel and Czech drew. Check one. So we need to win the final game, which is against Israel on Wednesday away. We, what sort of team are we expecting? Are we expecting kind of a return from a lot of the big hitters, or do you think it'll be kind of more of a combination between the kind of le- the lesser selected and the first
1: teamers? Um, it could be probably. I want to say would go with the big hitters, but we know with the constraints, um, national managers are under because sometimes you know they're not pressed on but they're like gently persuaded by clubs to like not play certain players or that so That's whether MDs and Steve Clarks here which I'd imagine Steve Clark would probably tell him where to go if he <laughs> that but. With
0: Klopp just in the phone begging like sending <laughs> any amount of money to Scotland to stop him from playing <laughs> Andy Robertson.
1: But uh, I think that would take a few quid by the way Steve Clark would definitely take the advantage of Liverpool's money but. Of course he would. Uh, I could see probably a few big hitters come back in. I can see definitely a midfield um, three being McGregor and Jack game because two out of three were rested against... By right, Slovakia. Slo- that's Jesus! So, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry, I completely forgot who we're playing. I was going to say Slovenia, but it's Slovakia. Um, yeah, it's Slovakia but in the same sense, I don't think John McGinn will play all three games. That'd be very unfair on him. Start
0: Armstrong and Christie then.
1: Yeah, it could be. I'm uh, strong uh, with Christian I say Jack and McGregor will play because I think we found our partnership for the two in the midfield that they were phenomenal, and oh my god, just the work that they both put in. Like, when one, they've just got a great understanding. So that's definitely say they're the mainstay, and they could come in with Aye. probably get big de- Get big day they-
0: de- back on the back in the back three.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, Stone, how, how about you? Who who are you kind of backing to make to make another appearance in this game?
3: I'd quite like to see Kieran Tierney play at left wing back again, and I think that. I thought he was happen. excellent there. I thought he was I absolutely with, fantastic. With the injury crisis at Liverpool, I do genuinely believe there could be something in that, even though he is our captain, to maybe rest Robertson or maybe give him a half, whether it's the first mm-hmm. or second. And I think what that also allows is to try somebody else in that back three, such as McKenna or or Cooper, as the left centre back. Get Liam Cooper in. Right I see. Rooted. I thought I
0: thought Liam Cooper played really
3: well. I think I think that's I think that's definitely an avenue to try out because I think Gallagher has to be the central defender. Of course, I think he does. Certainly has to be the right side defender. If nothing else, you know they're not left-footed as such. Mm-hmm. I think Gallagher is both-footed, apparently. So, I, th- I think that'd be nice to try out. I'd probably give Palmer another go at right wing back. I think thought, yeah, I to the point. His place, to be I made honest. the
0: point yesterday that uh, wing backs were the standard performers for us. I thought exactly. Tierney and Palmer were excellent yesterday. Palmer, Palmer got in amongst like, the shots, didn't he? Palmer got like a couple of chances mm-hmm. we could have put it in. His first shot early in the early in the first half, I thought I thought it was bending at the top corner after it kind of get cleared to him just in the edge.
3: And then uh, I, I think he definitely deserves to start. Aye, uh, I, I agree, John McGinn. I don't think I'll start another game in which I, I could either see Christie being dropped there, and if Christie is, I'd really like to see Lee Griffiths and Vincent Dykes as a partnership, just to see how that plays out. To be honest. Or at the same yeah. time, maybe give McBurney another another go of start. Could give like
0: McBurney a... another swing at the bat, but I think what what was made the point of are uh, he needs to you need to have a partner. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if he, know if he would likes. play like. No, I don't think no, that works. No, well. no, 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 not same slightest. player. Um, I think you would need somebody like maybe Christy or McGinn up there next to him, or somebody like Griffiths or even Shankland if he wants to kind of get his kind of name in the conversation for that spot. I can see like him somewhere. coming,
1: in fact. He didn't really play a part on. He didn't. He didn't play any minutes on Thursday. He wasn't in the squad on Thursday. He wasn't he in he the was squad on Thursday. But, like, he wasn't it, on the team sheet. Uh, he was very limited. He got ten minutes yeah, uh, yesterday. Aye. Uh so I can see him. Did probably starting with Shankland, and maybe maybe Burnley. I wouldn't mind that at all.
0: To I be think, honest, I think
3: this is definitely the chance to like play your main squad. Like Marshall's definitely going to be the keeper. He has to be, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: I, in I think this area. is the
3: chance to to try new things. Just Aye. like you know, give Tierney another shot at the left wing back position. Try a different striker upside Lyndon Dykes, and maybe try somebody else in that midfield. But keep keep the core of the team the way it is.
0: I know, I agree. I mean, one slight concern. Uh, Craig uh, Craig Fowler put put it on Twitter after the game. Uh, in three of our last four meetings with Israel, we've not been able to beat them in normal time. Is that going to be a concern, or with the way that we're just kind of taken to games at the moment, are they not? bother about this, so we still going in confident?
1: Oh, you've got to go in confident, 100%. Uh, especially after Thursday, like, it's mad the fact we lost yesterday and it just didn't matter a jot. Like, well, obviously it mattered because we, we're we now confirmed uh, pot three in that and obviously we couldn't have progressed, like, as well as we could have, but you don't have the usual what aboutery about, oh, Steve Kirk this, Steve Kirk that, Aye. team this, team that, it's still smiling, so... I don't think the players will mind too much because Christie in his interview did mention that the preparations weren't the greatest coming into this, as they had too many fruit shoots <laughs> uh, that night. So I could definitely see this game probably as going back to our first day performance.
0: Good. I'd I'd like to think so. Sorry, it's um, early for me at ten to twelve. Um, I know. I, I I think I think I'm confident. I'm. I'll watch the game probably with a couple of beers. I think we might be having a. Zoom for a news day at the time stream, so I think it could be watching two screens at once but nah I'll, I'll have a couple of beers celebrate it and celebrate the occasion because regardless of that we're going to the Euros boys so it doesn't are, matter
3: Wait, where, we'll where are we going?
0: we're going to Hamden and uh, Wembley once hopefully other stadiums
3: <laughs> start to be announced <laughs> Sara, Sara.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it will be, will be. That's a good way to end it. That's going to be all from us on the football roundup this week. Thank you very much to everyone for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Energy Sport podcast feed wherever you get yours to make sure that you miss nothing from us. You get all the new episodes directly to you. Follow us over on Twitter at E N R G Sport to keep up to date with all of our sports content. We've got new writers getting involved now on the football, which is nice to see. A couple of the first years have gotten contact, so they're going to be contributing a bit more on the writing side of things, which is less work for less work for these lazy bastards, so I'm sure they'll appreciate that a lot more. <laughs> uh, I want to say a massive thank you to and Taylor and the aforementioned Sean McGill for joining me today. Make sure to check out Extra Time and uh, the return of the Fancy Ramble later this week with the Premier League back this weekend. Until then, my name is Jack Donnelly. This has been the Football Roundup by RNG Sport. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time.